Hey, man, is that the Garage Rock Show podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is the Garage Rock Show podcast. To those of you already supporting the show with a monthly subscription, thank you. If you're not already a supporter and you'd like to help make this show possible, please tap the link in this episode's description or visit anchor.fm slash the Garage Rock Show to become a monthly supporter. And make sure to check us out online at thegaragerockshow.com and give us a like and a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Garage Rock Show Podcast. And if you like this episode, please take a minute to give us a rating in your Apple or Google store. Now on to this week's episode. Do it. It's Friday. It's time for another episode of the Garage Rock Show Podcast. Chris here with our special guest this week, Aaron, joining us again. What's going on, man? Not much. What's happening? And George, uh, making a triumphant return. Good to have you back, George. Good to be back. Thank you. Yeah, man. And uh, hopefully all of you are enjoying your holidays coming up here. Uh, Maybe by the time you're hearing this, it's already rolling around to the holidays. Uh, Enjoy it Uh, with your friends and family. That's what it's all about. It's more about giving the gifts than receiving them, right? Uh, And it's this Friday, December 20th, episode number 93. We've reached a new milestone. And thank you, guys. We're about at almost 6,200 listens now. Uh, So thank you for uh, tuning in over the past year or two, Uh, whether you're new or not. uh, Give us a like and a follow on our Facebook or Instagram and uh, rate this podcast if you don't mind. Uh, This week, we got a bunch of cool things to talk about, including uh, John Frusciante back in the Chili Peppers. Radiohead uploading their entire discography to YouTube. This new festival, it's called Incarceration, and it's taking place at a prison. And we'll talk about that. Stone Temple Pilots expanding their live lineup for some acoustic shows. They're adding new musicians and some different things on that. Motley Crue is actually working with nutritionists ahead of their tour next year because people were talking about can Vince Neil and McMars actually physically do this. Uh, Music Radar's poll for the best metal guitarists are revealed. We'll talk about who was up uh, for that nomination. We got some uh, trivia and more, so make sure you guys stick around for that. This week, there is no... um, actual billboard chart releases but we still have our giveaways going on right now for your chance at winning a pair of tickets to see tool at the same art center in fresno here in california on january 15th just text the word podcast to 68683 to enter the giveaway uh all right so kicking off the rock news this week check it out john Frusciante is back in the chili peppers they made a bombshell announcement uh over the weekend that they parted ways with josh klinghoffer who has been with them since uh, 2011 and 2016's uh, albums that they put out. In a statement, the group wrote, quote, The Red Hot Chili Peppers announced that we are parting ways with our guitarist of the past 10 years, Josh Klinghoffer. Josh is a beautiful musician who we respect and love. We are deeply grateful for our time with him and countless gifts he shared with us. We also announced with great excitement and full hearts that John Frusciante is rejoining our group, end quote. What do you guys think about that? Like, just initial thoughts, you know? Like, as a fan of the Chili Peppers, me, I'm pretty stoked. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, dang, did they just have them on the back burner the whole time? The way they kind of made that announcement, it seems like, well, we were just kind of waiting till maybe Josh Josh kind of... You know what this reminds me of before you guys uh, have your reaction? It reminds me of, like, when Jason Newstead joined Metallica in, in, in place of uh, Cliff Burton, which was a huge uh, role to fill. And the minute that Jason Newstead released some solo shit or went off and did his own thing, Metallica said, fuck you, you're out of the band. And guess who just released their very first solo album this month? Josh Klinghoffer. And it had all kinds of musicians all over it, 
It was star-studded album. First release from him, solo release, since he joined the Chili Peppers. And I'm wondering, did they just kind of get together and say, fuck you, uh, You've if you want to do a solo album, then get out of the band. But I don't know. They're keeping it classy. This isn't that. I'm just kind of throwing a conspiracy theory out there <laughs> to kind of throw a wrench in your guys' thoughts. But what do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, I'd like to know more details. But initially, you know, whether he, I mean, he, are you excited he, like, that he's back? I yeah, mean, John I mean, Frusciante cool. was like the, but, the uh, shit with yeah. the Chili Peppers, I mean, right? Did uh, Josh want to leave, or was he forced out? What kind of deal? That's what I don't know. And a point, I guess, to make is that Josh hasn't made his own statement. Yeah, so we'll wait for that. This I'm sure is like we'll a band statement. You know, like it's just kind of a Chili Peppers kind of like, hey, this is what's happening with the band. Josh hasn't made his own statement that I'm aware of. Maybe by press time and by the time you guys are hearing this, it's a different case, but uh, nothing that I've seen. What do you think, George? I don't know. I don't think I have any reason to think that it's not presented to us just to. Just you know, genuine, one hundred percent. This is the way it is. Yeah, kind of like maybe they did wait to announce it so that all those different stars in the constellation. And maybe know, for all there. we know, Josh left on his own because he was doing his solo shit. Yeah. Maybe he was out, and they maybe he just kind of parted ways with the band, and he didn't want to be that guy doing the cover songs anymore, right? Like you know, he was filling in and playing nothing but the hits, wanted to and do I'm his sure own shit. wanted to do his own stuff. Yeah, And the band maybe wasn't receptive, and they were yeah. kind of like, hey, you know, that's cool. You maybe put that on your solo album, and maybe it just kept, it kept happening too much. So it could be that other side of the coin that Josh could have been the one that pulled the trigger himself, and maybe if that's the case, then good for him, right? I mean, he's growing as a musician and wants to do his own thing. Maybe he got in in the first place as sort of a temporary thing while uh, John got it, did what he was doing or whatever. Yeah, you got to wonder. I mean, maybe you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We'll eventually know the details, but it's interesting at face value. What do you think, George? Well, as I'm as I'm pondering Frusciante coming back into the band, which I think is a great thing, um, I have to remind myself that this month, 30 years ago, I think it was the 28th or 29th of December, 89, at the Warfield, I saw the Chili Peppers on the Mother's Milk Tour, Damn. and Primus opened. Oh, that's right. I remember you talking about this show. Yeah. yeah. Go on, go on. That was the first time I ever saw Primus. Describe it for our listeners. I mean... Well, I mean, so it's still the 80s, you know. New Wave was only three or four years old. So for me to be interested in rock music all of a sudden was kind of weird for me. Yeah. But there there it was, and it was interesting and different. Yeah, It right wasn't on. my uncle's rock band. <laughs> yeah. Well, and uh, so recently I got a quote here. I just want to play it real quick about the Chili Peppers. Uh, drummer Chad Smith uh, had a quote about John Frusciante's contributions to the band let me play it for you guys. Uh, where is it? There it is. One second here. This is uh, drummer Chad Smith from the Chili Peppers. They really come in with ideas and they were very definitive parts and like big riffs. And when John would come in with something, he'd be like, here it is, and bam, and he'd play it like he'd play it in front of 100,000 people. It was awesome. He's such a fantastic musician. I love the guy to death. He's a great guy. And, and what an amazing musician. So, yeah, there you go. So it sounds like the guys have always just, like, had a lot of respect and admiration for him and his musicianship. And I think it's some of their best work, the albums that he's been on, you know. 
nothing against Hillel Slovak, who's uh, the the original guitarist that John Frusciante replaced. Uh, when um, I think what 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 happened with him, he uh, he was on the first album, and then a heroin addiction took Frusciante out of action in '93. He rejoined the Pepper six years later, played on '99's uh, Californication and By the Way from 2002, and then he left after 2009 Stadium Arcadium. So, yeah. But he's been pretty eclectic on his solo career. I remember talking about it earlier this year that he's made 14 studio albums as a solo musician. So he stayed busy. And uh, so, yeah. Pretty cool. So Chili Peppers got a new album supposedly coming out in 2020. Whether he's going to be on it or not, we'll see it, uh, you know, next year. This was another interesting story this week. Radiohead uploaded their entire discography to YouTube. This was uh, kind of an interesting move. And it's presumably in response to Billboard's new YouTube policy. I don't know. We'll talk about that in just a second. So Radiohead kind of revolutionized music accessibility in the time. They apparently really don't like Spotify. They have like kind of this, they don't want their model of getting paid from Spotify. So they have uploaded instead to YouTube. This news arrives days after Billboard announced they will factor in YouTube streams when determining an album's chart status. Oh, wow. So That kind of makes sense because that's the way that things are. Yeah, the way, right. If you, right now, you can go to YouTube's uh, official, Radiohead's official YouTube account and be blessed with every album, but technically not every song they've officially released. The timestamps of everything up through Hailed to the Thief have a published timestamp time of 2016, but YouTube has labeled each playlist as being updated yesterday, meaning Wednesday. No word if this was the band's choosing or XL Recordings who acquired their catalog back in 2016. I think that's the case right there and why you're seeing it. Uh, and this is an interesting move. We may see more artists that have really, you know, massive catalogs and a lot of people want to listen to their songs choose YouTube over Spotify for this reason, just because of the chart status and being recognized now, right? Yeah. I mean, don't you think that's kind of a game changer? Totally. Everybody knows YouTube. Not everybody uses Spotify, you know? So, last Friday, Billboard broke the news that the Billboard 200, as well as genre album charts like country, R&B, hip-hop, Latin, will include official video plays from YouTube and, quote, several music streaming services end quote when determining ranking so they didn't specify which ones and I think since they already have a grudge against Spotify when did that happen? So that happened already? this Friday last uh, a week ago so what is that the 13th? yeah I just heard I just heard uh, what yesterday that <laughs> it's completely outside of the rock news but Mariah Carey's uh all I want for Christmas after 20 years is finally like went uh, number one, number one or something. I wonder if it has anything to do with that streaming shit. Well, it, it does. Does I, it? It does actually. Because it sounds like it was from it was since last Friday. Up until like the past couple years, it's all been based on physical media sales, and just in the past couple years, digital streaming has finally like skyrocketed. Right. So imagine all the young seven, eight-year-old, nine, ten-year-old girls that want to hear that Mariah Carey song. How are they accessing it? You know, these days they're not going out and buying that CD. They're not even downloading it on iTunes because iTunes doesn't exist anymore. 
Well, my wife, for instance, she owns a salon and she plays, she just has the TV on YouTube all day long. Yeah. It just, she has her playlist and everything on there. And And that's how they're getting the money now. And that's why Billboard, I think you're exactly right. It coincides with whatever the top YouTube streaming video of that time was, right? And on Friday, people were probably streaming the shit out of Mariah Carey. Christmas time. Christmas song, you know, whatever the fuck, <laughs> right? That was probably number one of the number one stream shit. On the, yeah. So there you go. It's it's going to change culture now. So YouTube or, uh, you know, Radiohead, YouTube, the bands see the writing on the wall. YouTube, Radiohead has always been one of the um, pioneering technological and very smart bands, I will say. They are very, they hold their cards close to themselves they don't that's what's you know they don't do something unless it means something significant i will say that about them and they you know it means a lot when something like that happens youtube too like you know you pick a song to hear and watch and then you step away and you let your shit play for a while before you know it there's some shit playing that you didn't you don't like yeah, they sneak it in there. They, they can, and they got a you full know, ad on you on what, too, right? Yeah. Like they let a full 30 but that's second what I'm ad wondering. that you don't now, even want to watch. You've contributed to like making it's just suggested videos hot and like giving them extra ratings and all that shit. Exactly. Right? So, so it's is kind it of like really a weird, truly legitimate, right? It's kind of a touchy ground, yeah, huh? because they could sneak in the latest Bruno Mars song if well, you're listening to that's some what I'm saying. similar Somebody artist. writes, it's Christmas time right now. Somebody writes in, give me a Christmas playlist. It's probably already... Mariah Carey is coming on on She'll number one. She'll be in one. the first five songs of that. You know? if and then everybody's that playing it. No wonder she, all of a sudden it's the top stream shit. Yep. And it's all by design. And yeah, they still all got their hands in the pot and the labels are pulling the strings. It's, uh, so let's move on to some other rock news. Uh, this is a crazy festival that just got announced in Mansfield, Ohio. It's called Ink Carceration. And it takes place, apparently, at the original... Um, Okay, so the 1994 film, The Shawshank Redemption, this site was used as the Shawshank prison in that film. This year's event also boasts 60 tattoo artists, a returning haunted house attraction called Escape from Blood Prison, tours of the reformatory, gourmet food trucks, camping facilities. We were talking about the headliners. It's Weezer, Blink-182, and Limp Bizkit, which I just... That seems like a lineup out of the 90s right (laughs) off the bat, right? Yeah. Like a late 90s lineup right there. Uh, Limp Biscuit, Weezer, and Blink-182. And, and then, then who's who's after that? Mastodon, I see. Papa Roach. Papa yeah. Roach, Hailstorm, Mastodon. Those are all the, the more modern artists, and they're like subheadlining. And then we got Under Oath, Hollywood Undead, Steel Panther, Pol- Falling in Reverse, Candlebox, which is holy shit. Oh, sweet. Really? Puddle of Mud. Static X, that's <laughs> that fucking touring where the dude's wearing the mask of Wayne Static, still oh. playing Static X songs. Okay. Crazy. Uh. That's totally weird. And the lineup's really, you know, it's kind of run of the mill from that point on. Really not that all that, you know, whatever. But Ink Carceration, July 10th through the 12th. Check it out if you guys are interested in that. Uh, it's like a tattoo thing too, which is kind of cool. It seems that's more and more popular these days. I'm seeing those like tattoo music festival kind of deals. It seems to attract the same kind of crowd, you know. It's kind of sure. like you know people that want to get tattoos, want to see heavy music. Uh, so it's kind of one and the same. Um, all right, uh, some sad news to report about Seven Dust drummer Morgan Rose. He underwent surgery for an undisclosed ailment on Friday, and they had to cancel the band's UK tour with Alter Bridge and Shinedown. 
he posted a photo on Instagram and he said, you know, basically, thanks to everybody for the thoughts and prayers. I'm doing fine. But he didn't disclose what he went in for, which is kind of, you know, got to wonder. But speedy recovery to him. He's a really good guy. I know Jason from our radio station knows him personally, and uh, he's a really good stand-up guy. Like, he led us backstage at one of their shows, and it was it was a really cool thing. So uh, speedy recovery to him. Oh, hey, Charles. What's up? Oh, hey, Chris. Hey, Slugger. You look down. What's wrong? I don't know, Chris. Things just haven't been going well for me. My energy seems low. I can't focus at the office. I have trouble feeling powerful like I used to. My arms seem a little saggy. Yesterday, I stared at a bridge for six hours from the roof of a stranger's car. When they asked me to get down, I screamed the name Bette Midler at them several times. I just feel lousy. I don't know what's wrong. Well, I know what's wrong, champ. You do? Yeah. You're not getting enough fortification to those bones with the nutritional content in crow's milk. Huh? That's right, crow's milk. Here, try some. Okay. Mmm. Thick. Sure it is. Crow's milk blends the perfect amount of nutrient-fortified crow's eggs with dairy-based products we all enjoy. It's like a drink in a way, but in a way, it's not like a drink at all. Right. And the patented flavor and energy crystals resting deep inside that bottle of cool, refreshing crow's milk gives you the fight you need to pump those muscles up like a crow. Energy crystals like sugar? Sure. And remember, crow's milk is specifically designed to give you a unique charge of protein with amino acids that do something like sciency for you. Yeah, I can feel the charge right now. It really gives you an I don't give a fuck attitude. Well, okay. So, Charles, how do you feel now? I mean, I mean like, like, like deep, deep down? down? Really reach in there, you know, think about it. Like guar lyrics, Chris. Yeah, good. Now go get them, slugger. And remember, crow's milk can be used as shampoo as well to help replenish those nasty hair follicles. Huh? Crow's milk, available upon request in most countries. Buy it today. Uh, Stone Temple Pilots apparently going to expand their live lineup for their upcoming tour. We were talking about this last episode, that their new album is their first ever acoustic album, and it's going to feature, like, uh, strings, piano, and a bunch of different uh, horns, even, on this new uh, album. And so now they're going to uh, tour with this lineup as well. They've announced that they're going to have a bunch of different um, musicians in the lineup. What do you guys think, just initially off the bat? I mean, Stone Temple Pilots kind of a grunge band, never really thought of with strings and horns, but... I I don't know. I mean, I give it a shot. Do you think it's kind of interesting? Or they're playing the old <coughs> material? They're no, not, this is all, this new, all new, new stuff. New stuff. Okay, I thought you. It's not like no, they're not, not adding playing horns the old to the old stuff, shit, like yeah. taking the old show to Broadway. But I got a quote here, real quick, about uh, Stone Temple Pilots, and um, it's um, I think it's Dean DeLeo. He says, "quote It's just a matter of less is more, and less that." and letting that instrument and all the instruments kind of speak on their own. And that's really what the intention was, to get the song to be as clear and as beautiful as possible with the accents of those instruments. So they use a saxophone, oh, a viola, cello, vintage keyboards. So they kind of get more experimental on this new album. So it sounds kind of interesting. I'm you know, curious to hear it. 
Um, sometimes it, you know, can go either ways for bands when they do stuff like that. Uh, okay, look at this recent photo of Motley Crue. They are apparently working with trainers and nutritionists ahead of this tour. Look at poor Mick Mars over there on the right. I mean, Mick Mars looks like he's uh, fucking, you know, he's so pale. And then he's all like, what's up? Uh, I was just going to, I was going to say, it looks like, uh, it looks like Buckethead over there chilling with him. <laughs> yeah, with that hat and the sunglasses and white ass face, white white face. I know. Yeah, it's it's kind of kind of crazy, kind of sad to see. Uh, but and Vince Neil, man, look at how big Vince Neil is. He's he's getting there. And so <laughs> that's the thing. They're supposed to do this huge tour next year, and everybody was like, "Can Vince Neil and Mick pull it off?" You know. So apparently they they did this press release where they're working now with trainers and nutritionists. The uh, the manager, Alan Kovac, went on Fox Business News TV show and like talked about it. He's like, yeah, they're they're working with trainers. And apparently uh, he said this quote here, quote, some of them are working with a trainer. Some of them are working with a nutritionist to make themselves the best they can be. The greatest insecurity for an artist is, is anyone going to care about my music? Is anyone going to buy a ticket? We were in November, or excuse me, we were in November when the discussions were happening, and these guys were already into regimens of how they could get ready on tour. So, end quote. He's kind of like, you know, kind of saying that basically they were, they knew it was coming. They were planning on this tour, and they were doing uh, the stuff for it. So, I don't know. Do you think, judging on that photo right there, do you think, I could see Tommy and Nikki don't really need the, the, the exercise and the work there, but what do you think about... Vince and Mick. I don't know. Maybe Vince was four hundo before that. <laughs> Could have been, yeah. I mean, it's not necessarily that bad, right? And then uh, Buckethead needs to get some sun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Bucket Buckethead joined the band. <laughs> Poor Mick. What do you think, George? You think they can pull it off? Anything's possible, I guess. Um, you know, that's why they even had it in their end of performing contract, unless the four of us decide to get back together yeah, again. Yeah, exactly. Which, they had that loophole. Sure. So they, you know. It's like they kind of saw it coming, right? So you're saying they kind of. Well, sure. Knew. Because they also knew by that time that how, how, how long was it in between the end of the road for them and when. 2016. The, when the Netflix. Oh, in 2019, Movie. three years. Okay. So, it's like, oh, it was a hit. I mean, both of my kids watched it. I need a couple more They're 13 picks and too. 15. Do they want to see Molly Crew now? Uh, no, but, you know, they took the time to watch it. They were interested yeah, enough yeah. to. And maybe if they were a little bit older, they might be like, hey, let's go check that out live. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> maybe. I, I'm wondering maybe. what their target demo is here. They, they keep saying we're getting all these new Motley Crue fans and we want to play for them. Sure. So, you know, you got kids in that range. And right. Ain't range of age and wondering if it struck them that way. But no, that, you know, and, and, I, and that's what I was telling Jason. I'm like, you know, the last tour that we saw, Alice Cooper opened up for him and it was a fucking great show. And I don't want to see him now. You know, like where they're opening for Def Leppard, it's like the the role is reversed. You know, Def Leppard's the headlining band on this tour, and I'm like, I don't want to replace that memory with the with this one. You know, I think no, they were. Totally. I, I don't know. Anyway, 
Uh, one of the last rock stories this week, Matt Sorum from Guns N' Roses and the Colt and Velvet Revolver, legendary drummer really from uh, that whole L.A. area, he's releasing his new memoir called, <laughs> okay, this is, a, this is a long title, Double Talkin' Jive, True Rock and Roll Stories from the Drummer of Guns N' Roses, the Colt and Velvet Revolver. There you go. That's the title. And April 7th coming out. So here's the deal. According to the official book description, he will detail his early life as a drug smuggler as well as his days with all three of those bands and his eventual victory over drug and alcohol addiction. He was recently talking with Matt Pinfield about it, and he said, quote, It's going to be the juiciest of the juiciest of the GNR books for sure, plus all the other crap I've done. I'm being really truthful about everything that happened. So there you go. And it's got a foreword by Billy Gibbons from uh, ZZ Top, who apparently they're good friends. So kind of interesting. Look at this crazy shit. David Lee Roth will be opening up for Kiss on their North American tour next year. David Lee Roth and some kind of band. I don't know who those those people are uh, behind David Lee Roth, but apparently that's his band that he's touring with that he does... He does like David Lee Ross solo shit and Van Halen stuff, I imagine. I don't know. Uh, but he's going to be um, opening for Kiss on all of their tour dates. We are giving away tickets on the bear for that. So if you guys are interested and want to see him in Bakersfield. Uh, here's an interesting story. I think I do have this clip here where Gene Simmons, you know, I don't know if you've heard this, George, I, I, that Gene Simmons says he's discovered he discovered Van Halen. Okay, so let's uh, let's play this quote with uh, Gene Simmons talking about how he discovered Van Halen. I found a band called Van Halen and flew them to New York and produced their first demo, which included the entire first record and a lot of other tunes that wound up through the years. And couldn't convince Bill O'Coin to sign them or the record company because Bill O'Coin thought that they looked like Black Oak, Arkansas. And I told him he was on crack again because nobody knew who that band was. And so what if they were there? This is the next big band in America. I really believed it. I couldn't convince anybody. So, you know, I said to them, look, I've got you signed. Go back to L.A. after the tour. Let's see what happens. i got to go out on tour with Kiss. At the end of the tour, they got a deal with Warners, and I tore up the contract. Consider this a gift. So there you go. That's interesting. I mean, is that more or less what you've what you've heard? George? Oh yeah, absolutely, and I I think uh, where that rock trivia little tidbit kind of came from is in the liner notes of Van Halen's first album. They thank uh, special thanks to Gene Simmons. Oh, maybe they met him on the road. Maybe they did this. Me, uh, right. who knows what? But then later, you know, I would read in rock journalism. Yeah, just like Gene was saying, he he paid for them to go record a demo. Um, it is now available on YouTube. It leaked onto the internet at some point. So you can actually hear the Gene Simmons produced uh, Van Halen demos from 76. Oh, yeah? Or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, they're there. That's awesome. Yeah. But, you know, so yes, thank you, Gene, for Van Halen. Uh, it's one of the things that I think Gene got right. Uh, yeah. I mean, he, you know, he's a smart businessman. One of my more man. favorite things that he's yeah. done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the more favorites, I'll, <laughs> we'll say that. Um, sure. Uh, David Lee Roth, uh, he's he's crazy, man. Uh, he He's like, I don't give a shit about what people say about me in the press. I got a really funny clip of David Lee Roth talking about that. Check it out. I'm used to the machinations <laughs> of the derisions and slings and arrows and so forth because I see it completely for what it is, and it just irritates people <laughs> even more. <laughs> 
It's like number seven sandpaper on a roll <laughs> right next to the Komodo, huh? courtesy of Diamond Dave. <laughs> He's fucking crazy. Nice. So check him out on tour opening up for Kiss. That's going to be a fun show. Um, there's a new super group, and it's kind of interesting. They're called Gone is Gone, featuring members of Mastodon, Queens of the Stone Age, and At the Drive-In. Uh, the band has released a new video called No One Ever Walked on Water. Uh, make, marking its first new material in a couple of years. So check that out. <clears throat> yeah, cool stuff. Um, there's a, a poll going on on this uh, very popular, what is it called, Music Radar, a very popular website. And they ask uh, who the two best metal guitarists in the world were. They had artists like Metallica's James Hetfield, along with Kirk Hammett, Korn... Corns, James uh, Monkey Schaefer and Brian Welch, Killswitches, Adam Dukowitz and Joel Strotzel, Slayers, Kerry King and Gary Holt. Well, they all la- lost, and the the winner, according to the poll, for the best metal guitarist in the world right now are Jim Root and Mick Thompson from Slipknot. And I don't know. I think that's kind of deserving in a way, but. Uh, kind of generic in, in other ways as well. But they have a brand new album out, and they are fucking killer. They really are killer guitarists, and they write together. They're one of the last kind of duos in a lot of heavy groups that really, truly, honestly write together and create their shit. They've been in the group since the beginning, you know, since for 20 years. So props to them, and they got a killer album out, and uh, they still, you know, kill it live. So good for those guys. Uh, Ghost says that he loves Christmas. Uh, Ghost frontman <laughs> Tobias Forge kind of going against his whole like image, uh, and he says that you know he says, "quote I have two kids. They were born on Christmas Eve, so Christmas is a big thing in our house. We're not religious, but we do it really full on. I actually really love Christmas. It's very cozy, which is nice. I feel like I've earned it this year." We always have the TV blasting classic movies like Ben Hur and the Ten Commandments around Christmas time. <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck?" The ben lead Hur. singer of Jor uh, of Ghost is like fucking talking about these, you know, classic religious films that he's got on in his house. Do you think it just kind of goes to show that it's all just a crock of shit? That a lot of these bands are just like really normal people, just kind of, and and it's just an image. Or do you think that I don't know? What do you what do you guys think? Well, I think it's both. I mean, you have those young people up in uh, Norway and Sweden that consider it their um, their right as Norsemen, their right as um, anti-Christians to burn churches yeah. and uh, I know to and reclaim that... their their Norse heritage. It's crazy, you know. To a band like Slayer, who admit, yes, come on, now it's this is theater, right? It's psychological theater, right? Yeah, I guess it's a fine line between clever and stupid, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I guess that. Uh, Blink-182's Travis Barker has launched a new record label. Check this out. It's a hip-hop record label, though. Uh, it's called DTA Records, and the first track is called Gimme Brain with Lil Wayne and Rick Ross. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and it's got a fucking picture of a stripper and everything on there. Uh, I could not be less interested. Uh, yeah, it's kind of crazy. I'm like, what the hell is Travis Barker doing? But um, I don't know. That's what he's that's what he's doing these days. So there you go. Um, all right. Most viewed music video of the decade. Real quick, we'll just get on this before uh, before the end of the the rock news this week. The most viewed v- 
music video of the decade. What do you guys think the artist would be? Oh, I, the past ten years. I have a guess. Okay, is it Psy? No, he is number five. Okay, he is number five. Yeah, because about one hundred and fifty thousand oh. of those are mine. Like this could be like <laughs> jokester <laughs> videos or anything. No music, oh, music, music, music videos, Gangnam Style. You're you're talking about yes. Gangnam Style. Yeah, yeah, Psy, Gangnam Style. No, that that is number five okay. on this list. <laughs> I That's tried. a good guess, though, George. What do you guys think would be the most viewed music video of, of the decade of the past ten years? Friday, Friday, gotta get down. Baby on Shark, Friday. shit. Baby. Oh, shark. that's a good guess. No, that's not on um, here. Do, 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 do. It could be probably Drake or some shit, or Taylor nope. Swift. He's not. Nope. She is. She or Drake is not in the top ten on this. So the decade. No. So we're talking 2000 to present. No, 2010. 21 Pilots. 2010 to 2019. Oh, yeah, 21 Pilots is a good one. That's a like good a, guess, but they wait, are not two, on here. 210 through? Oh, God. Like I don't even know what I was listening to like back That's in 2010. Um, and no one, no one wants to listen to what I listen to, so it's not Philip Glass. Uh, <laughs> no, Dolly, it's not Philip <laughs> no Glass. one wants to listen to Philip Glass. However, you should. The number one is Louis Fonzi Despacito featuring Daddy Yankee. Oh, yeah, that was six so recent. Get this, six point five a, billion. Yeah, I should have thought of a uh, bilingual song. Cause so roughly, that would be if almost everyone in the world watched it once. Right. Something like that. Wow. Yeah, don't we have like seven, it's seven, seven billion yeah. people? Yeah, so it's like everybody watched it once, at least everybody in the world, which is crazy. Number two, Ed Sheeran. Okay. Shape of You. Wiz Khalifa, number three, with See You Again, Charlie Puth on that track. Remember? Yeah. Uh, Mark Ronson, Uptown Funk with Bruno Mars. That was number four. Psy, Gangnam Style, number five. That one had 3.4 billion views. Oh. Wow. In comparison. Justin Bieber, number six. Maroon 5, number seven. Katy Perry, number eight. One Republic, number nine. Ed Sheeran, number ten again. Huh. So he was twice in there, Ed Sheeran. Hey, Chris. What's up? You know what, Charles? Don't even go there. Not without my coffee. Oh, wow, Chris. What happened to your ever-so-polite and upbeat demeanor? Shove it up your ass, Charles. Your big, fat, ugly, pompous, face-hole jerk, ugh, turpentine mouth. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Chris, you know what, buddy? I know what you need. What's that? Potato breath? Guilt? Reach right into my sack. Right there. Oh, oh, Yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, okay. Pull out the can. What in the ninth level is this? It's a cold, refreshing can of a little something called ball jack. The revitalizing energy drink that'll kickstart your day with a little something called pizzazz. Pizzazz? Yeah, otherwise known as a combination of yellow 5-6 and a little known and regulated yellow number 16. All good things. Drink up! Hey, I feel better already. Of course you do, because Ball Jack is the key to morning success. With a patented blend of caffeine, taurine, ginkgo biloba, and actual tears, you'll punch the day in the face and get pumped up like you swallowed jet fuel. Well, is it good for you? Define good. And Ball Jack is full of a little something we all know and love called energy crystals. Oh, energy crystals. Like sugar? Sure. It's your party, Chris. So, what do you say to life now? Look out, Betty. I'm jam-packed full of pizzazz. Woo! 
good. Go get them, Buster, and watch out for cops. Huh? Balljack, located at most retail chicken feed stores. All right, so we got some trivia for you guys on this week in music history trivia. December 19th, 1991, on their way home from the store, the singer from this band and his friend Joe Cole are hit up by a gang in Venice Beach, California. They're taken back to their house and forced to lie on the floor while the gang tears the place apart. Eventually, however, there is a struggle and Cole is shot dead. What band is the lead singer from? Is it A, Black Flag, B, Jane's Addiction, or C, Motley Crue? This is a true story. It's a sad true story. I don't know this story. And it happened this week in 1991. Oh, well, good. I thought George for sure would know it. So, okay, I I got one that stumps you guys. Um. All right. Well, Dahlia is on the mic. Thank you, all Garage Rock Show listeners, for listening all across the world and the United States. Yes, thank you. We appreciate it. Have a good evening and a happy holiday. So, we're doing uh, this week in music trivia, and I'm going with Jane's Addiction. Okay, any reason why? Can you elaborate? No. Uh, I mean, these are it's, all bands in the LA area. I was going to go with Black Flag because it's kind of uh, unexpected, but for whatever reason, I'm drawn to Very Jane's thorough. Addiction. So, per, yeah, right? Like did, did, we, was... did we hear something about it? I haven't heard a lot from Black Flag. Oh, gosh. And it's just right there, Black Flag. Oh, Henry Rollins. I didn't hear anything about it's him. It's a tough choice. It's a tough choice. Again, I'm going with Jane's Addiction. B. Okay. Let's I was, move on then. Uh, I was leaning. Aaron, what do you say? I was leaning towards Jane's addiction as well, just because I feel like Venice Beach. Right. That's what. That's what that's, captured my thought yeah, process. I, don't know, I just connected the two there for some reason, but I don't know. Okay, George. What do you say? I'm going to say you, wow. uh, D. Amy Grant. Yes. No, Amy Grant. Not a Cokefield. David Crosby. Yeah. It's one of these three. Oh, the crew. The crew? I'll go with the crew. They're topical right now. Maybe Vince Neil? Sure. Well, guys. I don't have the foggiest. I'll show you the picture here. Oh, my God. That is Black Flag. I see a young Henry Rollins right there. And that is his apparent best friend, Joe Cole. Wow. Were involved in that shooting. They were assaulted by robbers. Um, Cole died after being shot in the face, but Rollins escaped. The murder still to this day remains unsolved. In April 1992, the L.A. Times interview, Rollins revealed that he kept a plastic container full of soil soaked with Cole's blood. He said, quote, I dug up all the earth where his head fell. He was shot in the face, and I've got all the dirt here. And so Cole's in my house. I say good morning to him every day. I got his phone, too, so I got a direct line to him, so that feels good, end quote. In an interview with Howard Stern in 2001, Rollins was asked about the rumors that he kept Cole's brain in his house. He stated that he only has the soil from where the spot that he was killed. Do you think that's kind of, you know, sentimental, you know, just kind of like, you know? I think that's kind of cool in a way, like, you know, but it's also I could see how people would think it would be creepy, you know? like no, I don't think it's yeah. creepy. Cool. I think it's kind of. Um, I think he like pulled up a lot of the evidence before he was uh, exiled from the scene. Here's the deal. This so is... if he were able to like pull like soil from like someone's brain, like it had to be before forensic, the police department, everyone showed up. 
All right. Well, let's not <laughs> no, let's not speculate. Uh, cal- okay. Calm down. Calm okay. Down. I'm, 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 uh, yeah, during during out. the interview on this thing, he also speculated. This is really an interesting point to make. That the reason they were targeted in the first place was because a couple days prior to the incident, record record producer Rick Rubin had requested to hear the newly recorded album from Black Flag, The End of Silence, and parked his Rolls Royce outside their house while carrying a cell phone. Because of the notoriety of the neighborhood, Rollins suspected that this would bring trouble because of the implication that there was money in the home. He even wrote in his journal the night of Ruben's visit that his home is going to get popped. So, you know, maybe those guys were local gangsters in the Venice Beach area that saw that going on. Oh, look at that Rolls Royce at that house. We got we to gotta rob those guys later, you know? So, I don't know. Kind of crazy, right? Yeah. Ruben. But, you know, religious... Uh, folks of all nations and times have kept relics of their dead. Uh, you know, yeah, I don't people. think that's cra- crazy at all. I think it's kind so of I a get cool it. tribute my, to him. You know, yeah, to at least like carrying. I mean, yeah. now yeah. is he is he eating a teaspoon of it every day? <laughs> <laughs> then right. I would say that's kind of a problem. Let's hope not. You know, my strange addiction featuring you know celebrity <laughs> guest Hank Rollins. And he snorts his ashes every night, <laughs> like fucking uh, yeah. Keith Richards. Didn't he say yeah. that? Keith Richards. He said he sn- uh, snorted his dad's ashes. Oh, I added yeah. Two spoons of this blood-soaked mud to my cocaine. Anyway, lines. all really. right. Let's <laughs> let's move on to ten-second trivia, guys. Uh, this is George's first time with ten-second trivia, so oh, this whoa. is going to be a fun, fun experience. Okay. First up, it's uh, music birthday trivia. We're going to play a song clip here. That is 10 seconds or less, and you have to identify from those clips whose birthday it is that we're celebrating it this week. Don't always assume it's the lead singer. It could be any member of the band. So choose wisely. You'll have two hints for each clip, okay? So, first up, this musician was born this week, December 22nd. Can you identify who it is with this 10-second song clip? Uh, Let's see. I I have the clips here. I don't know which one I'm playing. But we buzz in by what? Saying our name? No, no. Yeah, yeah, sure. We better go, eh, eh. Eh. Aaron, what was yours? Went (laughs) well. All right, so here it is. (laughs) Oh, okay. That's ZZ ZZ Top. Uh, Billy Gibbons birthday today. Okay, so ZZ Top is the band. Yes, you guys are correct. The first hint is the name of the album is Eliminator. The age they are turning is 70. So, Billy Gibbons, is that your guess? Sure, why not? All right. Absolutely correct. <laughs> Billy Gibbons, the lead singer and guitarist is Easy Top, turning 70 this week. And George gets bragging rights. He gets boop, bragging boop. rights. That's the only prize. You get a taco over there. <laughs> a mini taco. Oh, I've had some. Uh, he's, se- he's 70, but his beard is 140. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> All right. Next up, this musician was also born this week, December 22nd. Uh, can you identify who it is from this clip here? Okay, Rolling Stones. Album is Exile on Main Street. You the got uh, to roll me. The uh, age they are turning is 76. So who do you think in the Rolling Stones' birthday it is this week? I defer to either one of you, you two. I would just say a good old Mick, I guess. Yeah? 
Mick Jagger? Okay, Dolly, what do you say? Um, I, I can't think of any other band member's name. Come on, the guitar player. What's his name? I'll give you a picture of him. How about that? Look it. Because it's his birthday. Yes. What's Keith his, Richards. There you oh. go. Boom. Keith Richards. Turning <coughs> oh, it's like, I'm, I'm like, I'm picturing eyeliner and wrinkly face. There you go. That's what Johnny Depp said he based Jack Sparrow on. That's right. Was a combination of Keith Richards and who else? I can't remember. It was like someone else. Anyway. All right. Also this Keith week. Richards, he was in one of those pirates. Yeah. Movies, wasn't he? Was he? Did he make the cameo? Yeah, he did as he Jack's it. dad. Oh, yeah. yeah. They, they finally okay. worked him into one of them. I have never seen any of those films. Oh, okay. That's but cool. But I know that. All right. So. One more trivia for you guys. All right. This actor, actress was... Oh, actually, I think I have two of these. Uh, this week, this actor, actress was born on December 17th. Can you identify who it is from this 10-second uh, movie quote? All right. I will play the quote for you. Uh, where is it? Here it is. And I have to admit, uh, you know, I uh, did a fair bit of masturbating when I was a little younger. I... Uh, I used to oh, call yeah. it the stroking the salami. American I pie. I did it with baked goods. Uh, However, but, he's know, got thick eyebrows. He the one I uh, Eugene Levy. Eugene, Eugene Levy. Levy. Is it not? You are absolutely yeah. correct. Woo! Well done. He turned 73 this week. I know my Christopher Keep Guest it real, films. homies. Uh, all right. So also this week, this actor, actress. Farewell of masturbating. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thought that was a good quote, right? Does your dad not look like Eugene Levy? He does. He does look very similar to. Have him. you got you? You know Chris's dad, George. Have you met yeah. Chris's dad? I have. Does, does he like not a, look yeah. like Eugene Levy? <laughs> yeah, they got a similar look. Uh, Same outfit and everything. All right. So this week, uh, this actor, actress was born on December eighteenth. Can you identify who it is from this quote here? Uh, let me play it. Uh, where is it at? Here it is. See, Jimmy was one of the most feared guys in the city. I mean, he was first locked up at 11, and he was doing hits for mob bosses when he was 16. See, hits never bothered Jimmy. It was business. But what Jimmy really loved to do... Damn, I know this. What he really loved is that to do Leo DiCaprio? Steve. I mean, he actually enjoyed it. No, it's, no, it's not. Good it's uh, it's Goodfellas. Ray Liotta, it is. Yeah, it is Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta. Ah, yeah. Good this job, week, George. 65, Ray Liotta. Oh, good that's job, good. Guys. We have want you, more trivia. No, that's it. That's all you get. Uh, have okay. you seen the new uh, Maverick trailer? Top Gun Maverick? No. Uh, no. It's the new one with, uh, it's supposedly just a straight-up continuation 30 years later from whenever uh, the last Top Gun, the original Top Gun, took place. I know. My <laughs> thoughts exactly. Not interested? I'm Me. Not. I don't know. I thought it looked kind of um, like it, it might be okay. Um, I don't know, man. I just... Were you not a fan of Top Gun to begin with? I just can't get any, into anything that Tom Cruise is involved with. I don't know what it is. I have an aversion to him as well. I really do. <laughs> I just can't stand the fucker. <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> like, I think the last movie I tried to watch was about some fucking alien takeover shit. What the fuck was that? War oh, of the Worlds uh, or some shit? Or War of the Worlds. Yeah, was that it? Was it or Signs? No, that was Mel Gibson. That was Mel Gibson. That did it. That was the, that was it. 
That was the final one. You were like, fuck that. Yeah, no more. He's like, I'm over you, just, bro. I don't know, man. Just that Scientology shit. I don't know. I'm just not into it. Just yeah. No, I, I kind of, I got to agree with you there. However, you do have to admit, he is in, in, in impeccable shape. As you're watching the trailer here, you're saying? Yes. Probably in his 50s. He looks good. Come on. Sure. Yeah, sure, I guess. I mean, fuck, that's what Scientology does for you, I guess. When <laughs> <laughs> you're one of the main guys, give him a million dollars a year or whatever the fuck. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's like, and I was watching this, I'm like, does anyone give a shit about fighter jets anymore? You know? This was like such an 80s thing where it was like the military fighter jets were like badass, right? Like, I'm like wondering, does anybody really give a shit anymore about Uh, They do. The jets? veterans do. Those are active no, I'm not talking about do. that. Yeah. Trying to, not trying to, you know. I'm saying in mainstream culture, do you have little kids asking, Daddy, get me a fighter jet to, um, uh, let me go see the fighter jets. Uh, give me a model, you know. Uh, right. <laughs> no one, uh, that's what I mean. Okay. I'm, so you're saying it's times. like a, like an old school type thing. However, yeah. kids still want dinosaurs. Oh You're, yeah! You're like obsessed with dinosaurs. That's diff- That's a little different. Yeah, I loved dinosaurs as a kid. And my- this is timeless. I'm not saying that, and that's why it sparks my interest. It's it, you know, it reminds me of my childhood and all that stuff. But I'm just saying, do is it the same? Is it going to be the same kind of impact with a new, you know, generation? It's only one or way is to it find m- out, or more I'm, of a nostalgia I'm, trip. You know, I'm predicting a box office flop. Have any of you seen the trailer for Ghostbusters Afterlife? Yes, it looks fucking cool. It looks what, amazing. What do you think of that? I can't wait. And it's a continuation story, much, you know, like what they're doing here in a way. Yeah. I'm not trying to really compare it, but I think that's the smarter move where you, like, it's like 30 years later. I didn't understand why happened. they didn't do that with the, with the, the SNL cast. I know, right? Just, this is number three. Dan Aykroyd can train them, you know? Yeah. It looks really good. The, the Ghostbusters It one. does. And uh, I saw a trailer online today for uh, Beetlejuice 2 2021. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Is that Michael Keaton and all that in there? Uh, it came up on my um, YouTube feed. I didn't actually Dude, click on Michael it, Keaton's but I saw old-ass Beetlejuice. That'd yeah. Be cool. That'd be pretty good. That's less makeup they got to put that. on him. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. Well, it's a rare condition this day and age to find a beer made with krill caught in a cage. Krill and nutrition and a little lemon rind. Some people say it's even harder to find. Well, there must be some magic krill inside these bottle walls. Because all I see is it's filtered with baleen. Real krill bursting out of everything. Krill Reserve Yar, it's made from stuff found in the sea Krill Reserve uh, Star Wars out this week, anybody gonna go watch it? Nah No? Mm-hmm. Wait till video? Yeah, I'll wait I've been watching The Mandalorian Yeah, that one's been pretty, pretty good cool. um, You know what's good about that? You don't have to dedicate you don't have to dedicate hours to a Star Wars movie. You get a little bit of Star Wars in a small dose. About 30 minutes, 30 40 minutes, minutes and once a week. Done. It's just perfect amount of Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. 
Uh, new movie coming out in 2021. We were talking about uh, fourth Jackass movie, and and the, so we were talking about like Steve-O's kind of sober now, and we're, I'm uh, I'm wondering like are these guys even what are they gonna do? You know, like they're not like drunk and they pretty much have to blow their balls off at this point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, what are you gonna do? Human centipede each other. I mean, didn't, I mean, <laughs> in an eternity circle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. They they uh, what's left for them to do? I don't know. Right? I mean, after the Pukano, <laughs> number three. The upcoming movie will be coming out March 5th, 2021. It'll be the first without Ryan Dunn after he passed away oh, right. in 2011. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Mm. And what I guess. What happened to Ryan, do we remember? Car accident. It was car oh, accident. that's right. Yeah. right. He was drinking. Yeah, that was shitty. Uh, speaking of streaming services, uh, we were talking about Disney and Netflix. The streaming war is continuing to heat up as a recent analysis saying that Netflix lost 1.1 million subscribers last month to Disney+. Plus. They're saying that a lot of people just canceled, straight up canceled their Netflix and went to Disney+. Well, Plus. here's my prediction. I have Disney+. Plus. Did you cancel? Did you have Netflix or no? No, I didn't have Netflix. But you just got Disney+. Plus. I got Disney+, Plus, but I'll tell you what. The only fucking thing I watch is Mandalorian, and I think the next, the last episode is next week. Right. There's not really the, anything to the, keep you around. The latest Star Wars is, I think, the um, the Force Awakens. It's yeah, like two like, Star Wars ago. Yeah, like I thought I was gonna be able to see all the newest stuff. You know, it's just a bunch of Disney shit. Like I don't need to see Little Mermaid and Lion King fucking a million times. You know, <laughs> it's there. It's cool. You think it's more for but the families? After oh, it is definitely more for the so families. Where I'm getting at, I'm, my prediction is there is a lot of people are on it right now, but they're probably going to cancel as well in mm-hmm. the next like year, unless Disney, unless they do something different. I mean, they're going to have to to put some more exclusive content on there yeah. or something, right. you know? Yeah, well, we'll see. Right now, they're not doing too bad. They're winning the war right now, but it's a short term kind of gain right because it's new everybody wants to try it out that's i don't know yeah real quick on sports minute this is a really cool thing that the guy who won the heisman trophy this year had this emotional kind of speech when he was accepting it and ended up raising more than three hundred thousand dollars for his athens county food pantry in athens county ohio and he said that the poverty there is almost twice the national average he said quote there's so many people that don't have a lot, and I'm up here for all those kids in Athens and Athens County that go home not to a lot of food on the table, hunger after school. And within hours of his speech, Athens residents created an online fundraiser. It surpassed its goal of 50000 got all the way up to three hundred and twenty, probably closer oh. to five hundred by the time we're talking now. So I thought that was really that is, cool. That's that amazing. Cool. Yeah. And just a really cool, powerful thing, you know, that when you get up to accept those awards, something it, it's just saying stuff like that for your hometown and your community can really go yeah. a long way. So yeah. yeah. Good on him. Someone shared with me a photo of a donation bin in a Walmart that was clearly marked as not food for the community or the general public or we're taking it to a charity. These are for our employees in need. What? Can you believe that? Actually, what? actually soliciting from their customers to make donations to their employees that they, you know, underpay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's like the ultimate, like kind of slap in the face, right? Yeah, that's how. Well, that's like 
the re- restaurants uh, taking waitresses tips and shit you know oh, that's I, always, I always thought that was garbage like totally what were you gonna say uh slap in the face to who i i don't think i i heard that correctly so the there was a, a bin with items for the employees yeah. or not the please employees? donate your canned goods and items to our employees who are in need and the point is is that Walmart can't provide their employees with a livable wage by paying them the bare minimum. So they are allowing them to accept donations for their, you know, not not being able to make their payments on their bills and stuff. A billion billions and billions of dollar corporation. Totally. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that I heard that correctly. Oh, you did. I made a response. Mm-hmm. You did. That's what I mean by slap in the face, right? All right. Well, some news around the world. This is a crazy thing. Somalia was hit by the worst desert locust invasion in 25 years. Look at the locusts there. Uh, apparently, it's been the first time in like 25 years. Then they've da- damaged about 70,000 hectares of land in Somalia. So, I don't know. I thought that was pretty crazy, and it made headlines this year. Um, Does the article say what... Uh, ecologically is happening that's caused that giant, you know, what's not eating them that used to eat that many or what caused them to breed that drought. Right, exactly. Yeah, it doesn't say. The the ecological system is disrupted in some way. Some way. It doesn't say, yeah. It says the average swarm will destroy crops that could feed 2,500 people for a year. Wow. So, yeah, that's horrible. Um... Also, news from around the world. This is interesting and good news in a way. Ford to invest $1.5 billion in two Detroit plants and add 3,000 jobs for electric vehicles. Uh, so they're going to uh, be adding that to, I don't know, I think that's kind of a good thing for Detroit to add that to. They've always been the motor, right, the motor city of America, the heartbeat of, like, you know, cars and stuff. And I don't know, I think this is the future, right? For car production. Well, yeah, yeah, but what what we've got in the way is the machine of big oil, corporate oil, that wants to keep us in foreign wars in the Middle East, mm-hmm. um, yep. so that we can, you know, gas our cars and do all the things that Americans have to do. When if we all had electric vehicles or at least hybrids, that'd be we wouldn't have to mess around with those folks over there. They could have their world back. Exactly. They don't want us there. Yep. No wonder they're fighting so hard against us. Yep. And it, I think it, this is the, maybe a first step towards doing this here. They're picking Detroit. Absolutely. You know. Detroit, the symbol of American automaking. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's a good sign. Totally mm-hmm. great sign. They say they're going to um, make uh, all their um, Bronco Ranger Sports in Michigan 2,700 workers over the next three years. And um, <laughs> also going to be making their F-150 truck now, which is fully electric. And some wow. of the hybrids and stuff. So, wow. um, anyway, a couple of funny stories to end the episode this week. <laughs> <laughs> Let's lighten it up a little bit. Look at this uh, hamburger here from Wendy's. Is that what that is? It's Dave's Series X, which is 10 patties. Oh my God. Wendy's tweeted this photo out as kind of a joke on their Twitter feed, and uh, it turned into kind of a viral thing. People were like, actually, I would buy that. Yeah. And then people were like, it turns out you can buy that because if you modify your order, you can add a patty to your order, 
And if you oh. had 10 patties or whatever, right, you could theoretically pay for that. It would be like a $20 burger. But I used to yeah. get a 6x6 six six from In-N-Out. From In-N-Out, right. I used to challenge my, our buddies, you know. Like, a 6x6, six six, so six patties? Yeah. And 12 six patties. Of six patties. Oh, yeah, yeah. What is this? How many? 10? That's 10. 10? Yeah, that's ridiculous. I mean, wow. you can turn that shit. It's the heart attack stack. You can turn that shit over <laughs> and uh, heart attack stack. About the length of a loaf of bread. Could you do the six patty one though? Oh, psh, not anymore, man. I <laughs> no, I know, I but could, like back anymore. in the day, could you could you do it? Were yeah, you, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think the most I had was Working the three patty one at uh, work, Wendy's. Yeah, the we work up an appetite doing construction, and we'd go eat. I mean, I'd be all I would get, you know. That and a soda, and then I'd probably be fucking pretty much done the rest of the day, barely able to move. Yeah, it's one of those like <laughs> finisher meals, right? <laughs> it's like fucking. Here's your food coma. Want to fall asleep? <laughs> <laughs> All right, that does it for us this week, guys. Follow us on Instagram at Garage Rock Show Podcast, Facebook.com, and Twitter.com, Garage Rock Show Podcast. We'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. Peace. See you. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents and the design of this podcast are property of the Garage Rock Show or used by TGRS with permission and are protected under U.S. and international copyright and trademark laws. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. The third-party materials or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinion standards or policies of the garage rock show tgrs assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein this disclaimer is posted in full at the garage rock show.com